Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive, and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Hi, welcome to the deep end, October 24th, one week from Halloween, big holiday, I know for Adam. Uh, yeah, so we have week eight on the horizon. Week seven just happened, more drama, more injuries, more confusion, and one week closer to when it starts to really pop here, playoff weeks, high stakes, trade deadline stuff and home leagues, all of it. We'll try to touch on everything and go team by team as we usually do, plus starting with a couple of interesting topics and things that are happening to our teams. Thanks for watching YouTube, Twitter at DeepEndFF1, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mike and Adam, this is the Deep End. Let's go. I've got my Halloween costume on, Mike. I got my Gibbs jersey, Gibbs week, Jim here, Gibbs. I've been waiting to put this on since Vegas. Finally, <laughs> seven weeks in, seven weeks in, I finally get to put it on, uh, and I'm happy to do it. How many jerseys do you own? Um, that's a good question. Usually, probably like five or six. Usually, I get like the big, fan. like I've got my Allen, my Josh Allen's my Bills jersey. I've probably got like three of those. No, I'm not going to lie. But I've got like Gibbs, Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson, like the guys that I want to invest, the guys that I'm heavily yes. invested in, you know. Pits. and. Uh, Pitts, that's right. I'm the first person to ever own a Pitts jersey in the content industry. So, uh, uh, yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to throw, to throw this one on. I, if, if you're a jersey guy or gal, yes. I love the idea of buying your team's MVPs jersey. Yes, you know, after a season. Yep. Um, and the first guy, at least in the modern era, the first guy for for me for that was Cam Newton. Oh, there you go. Uh, and you know, I had. Not only did I have fantasy success through Cam Newton, but I also had bets on Carolina to win that division and win playoff games. And they went 15 and one that, that one year. They did not win in the playoffs. But I thought, like, I should get a Cam Newton jersey and frame it. Well, I didn't. I have Brooks Robinson, Tom Seaver, and Bob Gibson. That's and right. Other That's people, right. But I never actually followed through on that. I should have I a Lamar. It. I should have a Lamar and a CMC when I. Uh, 19, 2019, when I came in top five in the main event, it was Lamar and CMC. That was uh, that was a year. That was uh, that was fun. You might want those guys this year. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got an interesting trade offer from a friend today, Andrew Filipponi, who hosts a FanDuel show for Odyssey and is on every day in Pittsburgh. I'm on every day in Buffalo. Andrew worked with us. One of my favorites. He and I talked today. He's off this week, and he said, "I got an offer. Should I trade Cooper Cup for Saquon Barkley?" And oh, I love I love your face right now. If anybody's no. listening, Adam is grimacing. No. And so my immediate thought was like, no. And so I called him. I was driving just out of the dentist. I called Andrew and I said, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to test myself here in front of you and everyone in the chat and watching. Here's why I don't do it. Lock in Cooper Cup every week for the rest of the season. If he gets hurt, you can't control that. But then. RB2, it's, he has Bijan. RB2 is, that's where you sort of earn your stripes, grinding waivers and figuring out. I mean, every week it changes. Pierre Strong now might be a viable 
a RB2. You saw what happened with Deontay Foreman and before that, Chuba Hubbard and on and on and on. I'm like, don't trade for Saquon Barkley unless it's a steal. Trade Jerry Judy. Right, that's right. For Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So how'd I do? Good advice? Great, yeah. G- great advice. I think I, you put that perfectly. Like, that's where you earn your stripes is that RB2 spot, man. Just I mean, unless you've – again, I'm looking at a team here that we might talk about soon, but we have, like, ETN and Brees Hall. Like, unless you got a situation like that going on, uh, that RB2 spot is every week is just somebody different. Demer, it was Demer Mercado, what, two weeks ago? Last, last week, week it wasn't. You could have started yeah. him just last week. Like, is right. it's a different guy every every single week. Henderson, Daryl Henderson this last week. Come on. Henderson, it's hard to know who it's going to be. It's very hard to actually yeah. nail that. But, you know, we're still seven weeks away from home league playoffs. Yeah. And so much will still change between now and then. Some guys who are on IR – Will Damian Harris could be a league winner for all we know. Right, right. So that's what I told him. So I'm glad to hear you uh, corroborate that. You want to show, we didn't actually plan on this, but that ETN Hall team, is that our Fantasy Pros team? That's our Fantasy Pros team, yep. I'd like to talk about that with you. Adam and I hardly talk anymore. <laughs> so this, this is our chance. This we is need our, our own Discord or something. This is, this is our, our, uh, our personal time as well as show time. Um, we have not really talked strategy in a few weeks, life's going too fast. But this team is six and one, first place, right? Yeah, let's take a quick peek at that. Yeah, six and one, I think we are. Yep. But oh, Will Wilford, way back in second place there. Go Bills. He has more points than us, so be careful. But this <laughs> this was a streamed draft. This is yeah. This is like I don't know July maybe. You see first and fifteenth. Look at the top four. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. This is a summer. We're all bored. Throw in some money. Let's draft on stream, and we'll do it together. Look at the top four teams. Deep end duo. Go Bills slash Will Wilford. First and 15. That's Abib Agbatoba and his his crew. Dr. Agbatoba and the GOAT District. Look at the top four. That's incredible. That's so Sorry, good. Sorry, uh, JD and company. You don't have a playoff spot right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, come on. Be better. Look at that. That's, that's, that's super. I love this one. Yeah. For sure. So who do we who do we have? So this is uh, ETN Brees Hall again. Kudos to you. I was not on ETN this year, but he's been sensational. Brees Hall, um, Devontae Adams, Christian Kirk, a guy we didn't you know I didn't see top fifteen coming. Tua at quarterback. Pittman. Pittman's complaining about getting the ball. He's still a top fourteen fantasy receiver. Uh, sounds good to me. Adam, this team had Richardson too. Oh, of course, of course it did. Why wouldn't it? Because I, mean, I made guy. fun of myself. I, think, I bet Downs is on this bench. It is. I made fun of myself for like drafting only Colts after round 10. Yeah. It's Devin oh. Achan. It's, it's, it's uh, Downs. You know, it's, it's got some life. It's got John Smith's a top 10 tight yeah. end along with Good. Andrews who's, who's coming on. So we started Zeke uh, this week. You know, I saw, Ze- I, I pulled this up before we got on. I saw Zeke in the lineup and I immediately puked in my mouth. And got him out immediately. You, you wouldn't show immediately it. for Brees Hall. I couldn't even look at it you anymore. You wouldn't show it. How, so that, that's a good question for everybody in these things. When do you turn your lineups? Like, yeah. I have a buddy that I, I run a team with, Mark Miller, and it's so bad. Yeah. It's last in the league in points, but it's one game out and it's still live. So <laughs> he, he sends, it was great. He sends me a text today. How is this team four and three? And it's gross. Yeah. But, 
you know, like if I'm going to look at it, I got to put CD Lamb back in. I got to I got to put the guys who are on by back in because that's not the real team. Like the, it's not good. Right. I'm not going to be able to make it good, but you know, this is basically the worst. I think, and I have a name in mind for this, but I don't want to. I don't want to say it. I think there are people who intentionally wait to start to change their lineups, like maybe Sunday morning, as late as you can. You know, you 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 look at matchups and you see teams with an empty slot. And you're like, oh, are they going to know that somebody's on by or somebody's hurt, whatever? And I think maybe some people think it's a like sort of a possibly plus EV move to wait until the end to flip it. I just sometimes you know panic and think I'll forget. Yeah, I do it when I'm doing waivers. So tonight I'll start. I'll go through, start looking at teams that need, you know, waivers and stuff like that. Now there's no bye weeks this week, week right. which which we love. There ain't no bye weeks. But well, now that you know the starting lineup gets a little bit tougher when you're in a bye week. So, um, but yeah, that's when I start to look at it, turn it over, uh, look for what you know who we're gonna pick up in in waivers and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I saw Zeke and I'm like, Oh God, I can't, I can't show this. (laughs) I can't show this at all. Adam, week eight, I keep thinking about our friends at go bills, Nick, Dom and Sean, because they were well back after qualifying for the sprint last year, ran Jarek McKinnon and Zay Jones into their lineup in week 15. And they each scored three touchdowns and won it i mean they won it like that because nobody was starting those guys and they had them and so um you know other people have said and known this there's a certain time of year where you're sort of evaluating your the depth on your bench and bi week math and everything and trying to figure out who are the guys that i'm going to need later and that depends on your record too you know if you're this six and one team you and i might want to be a little bit aggressive, sort of planning ahead. And that, that means uncomfortable cuts. Yes. So what is your feeling here is we're, we're still not yet halfway through the season, but is it time to be sort of thinking about those playoff weeks already? Yes. And I think when you, the, the, the luxury you have when getting off to those six and one starts and all that type of stuff is to be able to do that, to be able to look down the road, see, matchups, strength of schedules, quarterback type stuff. Cause a lot of times we're streaming quarterback like in this, all we have is Tua and it's this league. So we got to start looking, Hey, you know, Tua's by is week 10. Uh, we also are going to want two quarterbacks at least for the playoff run. What are we going to do there? Um, we are probably going to want two, two kickers, um, stuff like the defense maybe. So yeah, I, I think the uncomfortable cuts, you know, and the team like this, we've got a Traylon Burks, you know, mm-hmm. holding on to him forever and ever. You know, I'm the never drop a running back ever guy. So I usually don't want to touch them. So now we've got the Tutu Atwell, who had like two targets and scored. We had Jalen Hyatt, who's coming on. So yeah, I mean, there's going to be cuts to be to to be had. And I think um, I don't think you need to force it in week in week eight. I don't think you need to force it. But I think if there's something there, then um, you can certainly make up a a, uh, a push because you'll find random leagues where there's guys. Like Josh Downs, I don't know if we picked – I think we probably drafted him because we had Richardson. Yes. But I, I picked up Josh Downs in some leagues across all the formats last last week or the week before that, and I was you know happy to have him. I spent a ton to get him, but it's like you'll, you'll find guys like that all the time. Love that. And it's sort of even more difficult because if your team is good, you're probably deeper and you're cutting better players than the three and four team will be cutting, you know, usually – the teams that are you know not not as successful it's maybe easier to make cuts let's talk about the deep end invitational 
yes. through seven weeks. Michael Leone at two hats one Mike. <coughs> I'm sorry. No problem. Um, fighting a cough for like at least a week. Yeah. I'm Once in the league for the last three weeks, but again, here they are. Nick, Sean, and Dom into the lead. Go Bills. The two-time defending FFPC main event winners have gone in front in the deep end invitational. Those of you watching can see a very easily color-coded chart. The teams <laughs> that are highlighted in yellow lead their division, and the team or teams highlighted in blue are... <laughs> A co-host on the deep end, and guess what? I am not in the top ten. <laughs> I I just want to point something something out. I don't think people realize. So, like again, the deep end invitational is a tournament. Uh, it's a single entry tournament where we invited the best of the best fantasy football players and analysts um, to come and compete against each other. Is it four leagues? Five leagues? Four. Four um, of the absolute best. And Go Bills is in for like I don't think people realize like because we're and again it's like we're friends with them. We hang out, we watch games. We, you know, go to, they're like the best fantasy players, like in the world. I mean, they, they won the main event back to back. And now they're in, they're in first place in this competition with all of the best players in the entire world. Dwayne McFarlane, you know, Louis G who's on fire this year, you know, John Scuderi. Second in best ball mania through seven weeks. That's right. Top 10 in best ball mania. John Scuderi, who's won the main event. Bit Mandel. Everyone knows him. He's a, he's a star. Joey Brown won a ton of money in high stakes. Like, oh, Chad Schroeder at four, the best high stakes player ever. Like Dwayne, Dwayne. I mean, every it's, it's like, and they're in first again, like these guys just, they should put out content. You know what I mean? I'm just hint, wink, wink, hint, hint. They should put out or not, or keep it all, or keep it all themselves <laughs> and win everything. But well, let's take a look at their week seven. Okay. Uh, when you have that ready, there it is. So they're on the right here and we'll just look at their team and maybe you can find their secret or just like what's worked out. Now this is best ball and FFPC, of course, automatically, as does underdog or any best ball site, elevate your top scores for the week. This is week seven. Yeah. Lamar Jackson has been great this year. Um, mostly Gus Edwards had an 80 yard catch that was not a touchdown. I <laughs> saw. I didn't what see were the, the play, air yards I, on that. Catch. I didn't see the play, but I'm like, wait a minute. How, how does that happen? How is that possible? So you're looking for some like Edwards was behind Dobbins, but he's been efficient in his yep. career and you know, fine. Ramondre Stevenson had a play late and sort of salvaged his day with a big 34 or so yard catch against the Bills. JSN, that was only Taste. really a first half. Yeah. Taysom was. Hill. Unbelievable. Myers, Waddle, Hawkinson, really good. Taysom Hill, Jones, and Joku on the bench. Purdy, Stroud on by. Achan awaits. Mostert wasn't even used. And C.D. Lamb. So yeah. it's yeah. no fluke. It's no fluke. No, it's 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 no fluke. I mean, I mean, week to week, and that's man, that's the best ball. And I see things like I see things like Taysom Hill in the lineup, and it and it reminds me of every week when I'm chasing. Like I'm chasing Chad, of course, again. I'm seventh overall. I'm chasing Chad in our league again. And every week it's like he gets a, he gets a Taysom Hill or he gets a random bottom of like his last pick will pop in for 16 and keep him ahead of me. And that's, that's what you need in best ball. You need those random spike weeks um, uh, for sure to kind of keep those, to keep those things going. You want to look at the board really quick there. I just yes kind of moved off of that live scoring page, but they're at team five Jackson, Quarterback five at five. So get your yep. quarterback. Uh Lamb Waddle. Super Hockey flex team. for those for the for those watching, obviously. 
Super flex. Um, Two running backs in the first 12 rounds. Um, popular strategy. Then it comes in Perrine, Pirine, rather, Mostert, HN. Okay. And Gus. Yeah. That's what winning looks like. That's what winning looks. I mean, their, their top two running backs haven't even been their guys, right? It, it was just take two, and then Achan hits and Mostert hits. You know, it's what you need, and uh, excellent. Yeah, no, they're they're in they're they're in good shape and they're healthy, right? Like they're in good shape and healthy, and they'll be fine. They'll be good. First overall wins a main event ticket next year. Every division winner, every other division winner, wins a fantasy pros ticket next year invite only it's been fun you know shout out to cody carpentier at 101 took richardson and was in the lead early this season but now has lost richardson and that's going to be a problem yes for many of us yes. really sad too like he's the worst injury of the year in fantasy i know if, if not in nfl like just it was getting it was so good already like, i know right away, it was so good but i know <laughs> learn how to fall i guess i know and well another, another point i want to make on that too is um we were worried like hey if if you know, because we were like, hey, if, if Richardson hits, the the other skill guys won't hit. It'll be all Richardson and his running, which was kind of right. But, you know, they've been able to come in here and still get Taylor involved now. And Pittman still get, even though he doesn't think he is, he wants more. But he's a top mm. 15 receiver still. Like, downs, like, they're able to still get those guys the ball. So it almost went from, like, you know, you either had, you either wanted Richardson or you wanted the skill guys. Richardson hit, he's gone. Now, now you want the skill guys. And so... Um, I think the Colts are still are still winning there. You know that that's right. My I stayed away from Jonathan Taylor in drafts because I thought I, I liked the idea of Richardson. He was going to play Week One. All yep. signs pointed to that, and so there are my touchdowns. But really, you're right. Everything has worked. Moss became Taylor, but the Tennessee game with Richardson at quarterback, I think Moss did great. Yeah, and then you had. You know, the, the game they were losing to the Rams, maybe 22 to nothing. Richardson brought them back with Pittman, with passing. Yeah. So it was really, like, better than Jackson. I mean, Jackson, I'm a, I'm a Lamar Jackson apologist and have been for many years. The first year, it was just, like, his running was it, and you had to ride that, and you could. The second year, he won the MVP, like his first full season. Yeah. the league in touchdown passes. But at the beginning, it was not really there. Richardson, it kind of was. Yep. I mean, it, it wasn't for Fields. It really wasn't for Jackson. It really was for Richardson with that coach. Yeah, That coach, Adam, they scored 38 points I know. On the, on against the Browns. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is really interesting. And I've always been a Minshew guy, too. So, Yeah, it's uh, fun. Too bad they lost. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Let's do our traditional team-by-team -team analysis. Just one storyline, at least, from each team. Some teams are too obvious. We'll just skip them because we now have less than 42 minutes to do 32 teams. And before we even start, brought to you by playerprofiler.com. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper, because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out Slaper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Slaper. It's called the Hail Mary. 
So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. I I, I want to say something quick. This is probably not the way to do it, but I love on Monday Night Football knowing what I need for certain season-long games and hedging it with props against or for the guys. Like, I always do that. It's it's a terrible way to probably do it, but it's kind of a way to hedge. It's kind of a way to hedge, like, a player that you need to go off or not need to go off or whatever. I'll pretend I didn't even hear this. Betting against yourself is not that's, my vibe. That's not that's very anti-defend in my opinion, but you are anti-defend invitational. I'll, I'll cut that. I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah, we'll cut that in post. We'll cut that in post. <laughs> Let's go team by team. Only one way to do it. AFC, NFC, East, North, South, West, alphabetical, always first, the Buffalo Bills. Maybe the most sort of pivotal development with the Bills is Dawson Knox's injury and what that means for Dalton Kincaid. I really don't think there's much to say about that. Kincaid is a slot receiver. There are three others on that team. Best game of his career, eight for 75. I'm wondering, Adam, and you may have thoughts on Kincaid, I'm sure you do, about Gabe Davis at this point. Has the off the, the evolution of the offense sort of rendered Davis unstartable? What's your feeling on him at this point? Man, I don't think he's unstartable. I think he's like a wide receiver f- four, wide receiver flex, depending on. It's just, you know, we're obviously engrossed. You know, we're both in the Buffalo area. Um, you talk Bills every day on, on on the radio. They're obviously my team, and so we're like more in-depth on the on the actual offense. But, I mean, there's questions of, of you know, what does the offensive coordinator want to do? What does the head coach want to do? What does the quarterback, Josh Allen, want to do? Is there miscommunication? Like, what's going on? Josh is like, hey, we need to get – Big play Gabe more involved than just big plays, but it's like I don't think he's ever open. <laughs> like so, I don't know how you're going to do that. I think Gabe, um, fantasy wise, there, there. If you have three, four good receivers, if you started zero RB or hero RB, you probably can cannot start Gabe Davis because you got three or four really good receivers. Um, but I think there's some spots you can't you, you you can't start him. You just don't know. He's like a best ball guy at, at at this point. He's either touchdown or he's nothing. I was at the dentist today. Uh, thank you, by the way. Yes, I'm keeping my teeth clean. I'm having help. Well done. And I'm in line to pay my bill. I told the story on WGR today. Behind a, an elderly woman who there are there's the my receptionist is a uh, receptionist hygienist is to my right to tell the receptionist what I owe. And she's at the desk and the woman ahead of me just randomly, there's four people in the room, randomly says, you guys see the Bills game? You know, like that. She had to be in her seventies. And <laughs> my hygienist like smiled at her and like, yes. And this, this woman says, they suck <laughs> like that. And so, then it was just sort of a tirade about coaching and a couple of players and just, you know, we just sort of let her see herself out. And I, <laughs> I turned to my hygienist and I said, my workday just started early. That's right. Uh, I mean, if you it's not safe to go out in Buffalo. No. Right now. I mean, I, they're four and three. They're top five in the league in scoring. Yes. Won yes. 40 of their last 60 games at least. But, you know, they lost one and they almost lost another one. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. 
So I'm not saying there aren't issues. It's just like, oh, I know, I know. Exhausting to listen to the theories and the, yeah. the doom, you know, the doom saying. I think the one thing that they, that fantasy wise would be great. And I think the one thing that you can absolutely point to, again, like you said, their top five score, they, they still scored 25 points on the road, missed another field goal, had a phantom penalty, had a touchdown call, called back. Like, they're there. They're fine. Josh Allen isn't running as much as he has in the past. He's still QB one, by the way, in fantasy, um, but he's not running as much as he did. That's the big thing that they're doing differently from the past. Um, Cause they, they want to keep him healthy and all that stuff. Fine, whatever. But that's the big difference. So um, I think the only boost they can really do right now with the talent they have is just have him run more. But, I uh, bet he breaks one Thursday night against Tampa because you know, they're, they're hearing it. Yeah. And I'm not sure they're all on the same page there. And Allen is the guy with the ball in his hand. Right. Right. You know, no one's benching Josh Allen, but here I am saying don't. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Miami with their loss to Philadelphia. I want to talk about Jalen Waddell wide receiver 42, but trending up a little bit. How confident are you in Waddell? I'm, I'm always confident in starting these Miami players. I mean, again, no, Okay, no one's talking about the Miami offense. I mean, how many points did they score offensively? Ten, Ten in that game, right? Ten points. You had all your got. You didn't have Achan there, but you had Moster who couldn't get anything going. He had like negative ten rushing yards in the first half, almost. Like, uh, but no, I'm fine with them. I trust them. I trust them. But Waddle was in and out of the game with back issues. Tyreek always always in and out of the game with cramps and all that type of stuff. They're fine. They're going to score their points. Um, you're you've been disappointed so far with Waddle, but. All those guys in the second round, a lot of those receivers, second, third round, you've been disappointed with. I think we can skip one here. The Jets are next, and, well, New England is actually next. Never mind, New England. Kendrick Bourne, Waddle, wide receiver 42. Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver 28. Is it sticky? I think so. I mean, they keep they keep going to him. Um, you know, he has, he has, he's got kind of a random wide receiver 5 finish, wide receiver 47, wide receiver 9, wide receiver 9. So he's kind of been up and down. Uh, but he's probably a wide receiver three, wide receiver four moving forward. Um, you're probably not going to start him when there's no bye weeks. But he's a nice bye week filler, injury filler. Um, but again, with that offense, the ceiling isn't near what it is with like all the – I mean, they scored 29 points again against the Bills. That's the most points they've had um, since like week – I forget what it was, week nine of last year. That's how many like, – like they scored more points against the Bills than they did like the three previous games combined. So like right. I just don't like that that, 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 that offense. Jets can be quick. Brees Hall, Garrett yes. Wilson. Next question. Yes, that's it. That's it. Jets and Giants this week. Baltimore. Ready? Are you sitting down? Uh-oh. Give me Rashad Bateman. Ooh. Okay. Everybody's done. First round pick two years ago. Not He's playing behind Beckham and Aguilar. I mean, he's playing behind some geriatrics. <laughs> They're running so well. I mean, Zay Flowers, of course, Andrews, of course, Jackson, of course. Maybe the Ravens make a move and just sort of push in and Derrick Henry or DeAndre Hopkins on this team. I mean, that that could happen if Tennessee wants to dump it. And other teams might do the same thing, Denver. But I still want to believe in Bateman a little bit. Had a couple of plays in this game. I think he's somebody that they should want to get there with. And Aguilar isn't, and even Beckham isn't. So if you can take Rashad Bateman off waivers, he's on waivers in FFPC leagues. Yes. He's been cut. Yep. Um, he could be 
what Zay Jones was to Nick and Dom and Sean, yes. Bateman could be for you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I've even because I'm the again, I'm the don't ever cut a running back guy. So this last week, I was, hey, got to pick up running backs. We had Daryl Henderson's all these different situations. Like, all right, well, I got, I guess, I guess, I guess it's time to go, uh, Bateman. Yeah. But you know, so he is on waivers. But again, man, when this offense, you just it's crazy with with the Ravens because I feel they had a, an insane explosive game this week, looked incredible, blew the Lions out. Um, everything finally went right for them. I feel like they've had these type of games before where guys are dropping touchdowns, guys are getting hurt, guys are dropping balls. When everything's clicking, man, this offense is explosive and really fun to watch. And you can usually tell early, early on when Lamar's feeling it, everyone's feeling it, you can tell that they're going to have a monster game. You're right. Bateman could be like that Zay Jones where he just kind of is a late guy coming on during the year, get him healthy. I still think Zay, I still think he's probably third on the job. I mean, Zay Flowers has been playing so well. He's so locked in with Lamar, and then there's Mark Andrews as well. So he's still number three, but that's what Zay Jones was last year. Bengals. So other, I mean, Nick Chubb with Cleveland and Montgomery twice with Detroit and Aaron Jones in week one. I mean, we are, we're always losing running backs. Kyron Williams. Mixon has held up. I have teams with all three of the other yep. running backs with the Bengals. And that's the injury luck of fantasy football because you haven't ever once come close to starting Travion Williams, Chris Evans, Chase Brown. But that doesn't mean they won't be relevant. Mixon is old. He isn't good. So, like, they're still – you got to pick which one. And I like Brown, the rookie. I'll go for the younger guy with that, you know, against guys who've sort of proven what their ceiling is. So, Chase Brown is, for me, somebody to keep in mind. Absolutely. I've got Chase Brown on the team. I don't have a lot of Joe Mixon, but I've got, I definitely have more Chase Brown than I do Mixon. Yeah. You're just holding those guys, especially in those offenses that are pretty good. Uh, and, and they like to use one back. So if Chase Brown gets the Joe Mixon role, if Joe Mixon go, go, goes down, um, I think he'll be in RB two. Along the same lines, best ball darling Pierre Strong could be yeah. relevant for Cleveland playing behind Kareem Hunt. Hunt's not hundred percent. He's old too. And also not good at all. Right. Chubb is gone, and now Ford is out at least a week. So Pierre Strong is another name for week eight. Definitely. Uh, a low ankle sprain for Ford, um, which is which is good, good news. Um, but, yeah, Hunt hasn't looked good either. He's just getting the touches. I think uh, I think you're right there. I'm, I'm Pierre Strong. Can we all agree for once on how colossally annoying the Pittsburgh Steelers are? Thank you, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just like what an annoying team. They're going to win nine or 10 games again. Look at their schedule. Look at their home games. I mean, you I couldn't know. draw it up much better than what they have. Um, George Pickens, impressive against the Rams. I mean, Deontay Johnson is back in a, you know, a tougher matchup, but Pickens got there. Like, is he an every week starter? Uh, pr- probably again, wide, wide receiver three, uh, maybe even low end wide receiver two. But speaking of the receivers, we got a question. Are the two Steelers wide receivers the same go, go, going forward? Like, are they are they both, like, wide receiver threes? Are they both wide receiver twos? I mean, Deontay comes back and immediately gets a bunch of targets. Um, I'm still Deontay Johnson over Pickens. I still, you know, it's Deontay's, like, kind of like first game of the season, really. Uh, still still hasn't scored in, <laughs> in like, two years. I'd, I'd like to see him get in the end zone. But, I mean, Pickens has, has the talent. He can keep his head on and run some of those you know, in breaking routes in the middle of the field that are more valuable than just these fade routes and stuff, stuff like that. I think he can be, he can be fine. Was he the receiver? Did you watch the end of that game? 
Was he the intended receiver on the pass interference penalty? I didn't. I didn't see the end of the game. No. It's literally pass interference game on the line, and there was no touching at all. <laughs> I mean, every passing play is—is is that enough touching? Right. On this one, he made a move, and the receiver sort of, or the right, the DB sort of missed him and put his arm out and missed him completely. And a guy threw the flag that was basically deciding the game. Yeah. I mean, it was gross. I saw three or four calls this week that. Were yeah. Like, the re- why? Why am I living this life? I know. I know. The refs uh, have been. The refs have been. Really bad. But real quick, too, Deontay Johnson comes back to 86% route participation, route participation, 26% target share. Uh, Pickens is at, had a 35% target share. So as long as it's like funneled into both of them, I think they can both do, do, do really well. Are they the same? Maybe in terms of ultimately total points, but they're all more the opposite. Right. Like if you want ceiling, it's got to be Pickens. Yes. Every, Johnson gets all this credit for target share it's everything is short yeah there's a reason why he never scores a touchdown yeah so pickens is like i mean he's had a couple of the reason they beat baltimore is the george pickens play so um i i'm encouraged by this ram game and i feel like he's a little bit safer i benched pickens a couple spots in a couple spots this week uh just like i don't know was he gonna be two for 50 or zero i mean just what but that was a nice day for him in a close game yes um i like johnson fine but I like Pickens at least as, as at least as much. Houston, Devin Singletary. Where are we at here? De- Damian Pierce is good, isn't he? But he's not producing, and then Singletary's maybe moved ahead of him their last game. Pre- yeah, there, I mean, yeah, Pierce is good, but I think we talked about like I feel like everything. Um, I think you feel like everything's so so difficult for Pierce. Like everything looks so difficult. Like I don't know if you've ever seen. I think like like Ian Harditz tweets a lot about like he'll have like two players scoring one fantasy point and it's like Pierce breaking seven tackles and like another guy catching a one yard pass out of the backfield. Right. Um, I think that's Pierce is always everything so difficult for him. Went into a bye week, come out of the bye. Week. Let's see. Um, let's see there, but you obviously want to own Singletary. You want to own all these, all these running backs. People are talking about picking up Singletary and waivers this week. Like I can't even do shows for like home leagues, like pick up Singletary on waivers. Like point me to the spot where Singletary is on is on is on waivers, but yeah, you want to own all these backs. I don't know what they're going to do in the backfield yet. Let's see what they do coming out coming out coming out of the bye week. Well, maybe two weeks ago, but I've seen Singletary a lot on FFPC. Maybe that's dried up. I still don't care. What like, do you mean? I mean, just C.J. Stroud losing game scripts. I think are still likely for much of Houston's schedule. Collins and Dell and even Schultz fine. Pierce, I just think, is better. Oh, he is so, better, for sure. Yeah, the question is whether that matters and what the right. Texans think. That's right, that's right. Um, so Singletary was PFF's worst-graded receiving running back. I don't know. I never want to have to start him. I mean, Me I liked him fine. I defended him for most of his career with the Bills, but I never want to have to start him. And how much value is there in picking up somebody that you really just never want to have to start? Indy, we did... We did the Colts. Downs is the guy. Yeah. That's fine. Let's move ahead to Jacksonville. What about Calvin Ridley at this point? Are you optimistic or pessimistic for Ridley rest of season? I'm pessimistic. I mean, I had um, uh, Jack Colsheen on another show of mine a couple of weeks ago where he had like, hey, he's going to be, he's a guy you uh, that's going to be in the downward direction. And, you know, his target share has been going down, his route participation has been going down and again he's running these like fade routes they don't they don't and I think I tweeted last week 
during the game. Like they don't want Kelvin. It's like those the coaches don't want that type of player, that um type of those type of routes to be successful. They want him to like Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, like those guys are running the routes that Trevor Lawrence <laughs> likes. Another thing too is they didn't give up much to I don't think to get Ridley. It's not like they paid him a ton of money or gave up major draft picks for him. Like, oh, you're gonna give him give him to us for next to nothing. Okay, we'll take him. And and you know, I, I just I just don't think it's there for him right now. There are very uh, open offense too, where they've got all these different ETN can catch the ball. They've got Zay Jones has been out too. That's the thing. Zay, Zay Jones has been out and Ridley mm. is struggling. So mm. man, when Zay Jones gets back, it's like good luck. I don't have a lot of Ridley, uh, but the spots that I do, man, I would. I'd start downs over him at this point. Like there's just Ridley's got to show me something at Pittsburgh this week. Then the bye, I'm a little bit higher than you. I'm not looking to trade for him exactly, but um, I think he's going to, the story on Ridley's 2023 is yet to be written. Tennessee traded an all pro safety, basically gave Kevin Bayard to the Eagles. There's more happening there. This is going to be, I think it's possible. uh, Even I want to say, almost likely that this is going to be like sort of a record year for trade deadline moves in the NFL with many teams, the Titans, the Broncos, others who are just sort of drawing dead. And next year's quarterback class is considered so good. Analytics seeping more and more into sports. I say that in a good way. I mean, tanking is obvious. It's been obvious to people who sort of look at the whole board for more than a decade. Football is the last sport to get to everything so i think i mean the titans could very well trade henry and hopkins yeah i don't know about quarterback levis and willis even starting this week Tannehill should not play another game for them trade him to be a backup somewhere even for a fifth jets come on is he is he better than zach wilson maybe maybe not maybe but even if it's like the chiefs just sure dump them you don't need him anymore the the guy that this opens up for is Tajay Spears. Yes. Because, and he might be he might be good. So you could see a lot of volume there and maybe some big potential with Spears if Henry is moved, or even, you know, if he's not, in case there's an injury or just you sort of shut it down before the season's over. Yeah, it'd be great if Henry got got moved. Well, it'd be great for Tajay Spears. It'd probably be pretty good for Henry too, because that O line's terrible. Like, you know, he could probably do better on less touches on a better team but it's going to ruin another backfield. So we'll see. Denver beats Kansas City this week. Oh, you think? Yeah. That's just how, how, how it works? That's the yeah. NFL. The Chiefs have been playing NFL. mostly close games. They've won six in a row. Denver's getting better defensively. Sean Payton at home against the Chiefs. 19-8 loss the first time. Javante Williams, his best game yet in week seven. Cortland Sutton is not irrelevant at this point. So I don't know how many points they score, what you do for fantasy. McLaughlin's a kind of a nice story. Uh, not much else has really worked out yet, but. I'd love to see Judy get 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 traded. You're talking about quarterbacks and the NFL draft. It's a, also supposed to be a sweet draft for receivers too. So maybe you get a team like Denver, trades Judy, and they end up, you know, draft somebody else. Judy can kind of move on. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Javante Williams, best week as of uh you know knees looking better and better the problem is it's a three-headed backfield there p ryan just got to hit hit the road man because um you know i love mclaughlin there for sure he gets uh gets a season high in rushing attempts with 15 pass routes with 13 so we need to make this a two-man backfield 
Chiefs at Broncos. So if you click on, there might be, let's say, out of 50 fantasy football Twitter accounts or websites, you click on 50 of those with advice for what to do going forward. Is it 49 that will tell you to pick up Rasheed Rice or is it all 50? Like everybody sort of agrees. Oh, Chiefs, everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. Yeah. Yeah. That you want Rasheed Rice. I don't think the ceiling is that high. I don't think he'll explode. I still think the Chiefs want to throw the ball to lots of different guys. That's their MO. Kelsey, if you're going to do what LA did and leave him wide open all day, which I can't even believe would be possible anymore, then you just take that. But I like Rice. You and I have him starting him here and there. So far, so good. But I don't think there's like a lot more out there. How do you leave Rasheed Rice open all day and Travis Kelsey has 12 catches? Like someone explained. And I'm not complaining because Kelsey saved my week. This would not save my week, made my week this week. But yeah, I think people are excited because Rice is getting the, you know, he's got 65% route participation. Um, you know, now we've got a Justin, Justin Watson was sidelined. I think then they just have a receiver get suspended. Dross. Um, so, you know, it's kind of opening up there for him. You know, Patrick Mahomes targets are obviously worth more. So um, he's clicking there. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, who stinks, last year was on the team, and he was wide receiver, overall wide receiver 18 before he got hurt, um, and his season was kind of cur- curtailed there. If, if, if Rasheed Rice can – if he can be wide receiver 18, I think you're doing great because you probably drafted him as, like, wide receiver 70. No, <laughs> that's, that's fair. Their season is just coming too easily this year for me to think there's a high ceiling for a receiver. Maybe you want me to be right, and they lose to Denver. Uh, this week to make it a little <laughs> bit tighter, but it's all going their way. Their defense is way better yes. this year too. So yes. Pacheco is catching the ball. Pacheco is better yeah. for, you know, for fantasy, if not for the sort of a bigger role in the chiefs offense. I don't know. Like rice is fine. I, I get why everybody's saying the same thing, which is usually what happens in fantasy discourse, which is like, Oh, here, here's what we've all figured out is the right move. But I just wouldn't want people to think Rasheed rice to the moon. No, I, I, don't I, I, I don't think so. Raiders, Josh Jacobs is RB15. Everybody's wondering what's going wrong. Like what happened to last year's Josh Jacobs? I don't know that answer. Offensive line, I mean, is where I would start. Maybe he's just like hit the cliff. I, I, I'm not analyzing it that closely, but you're still playing him, right? RB15 on volume, he's getting all the work. Yeah, that was that was the thing. Like if as long as he stays healthy and gets the volume, he'll be fine. RB15, he was probably drafted around, I don't know, maybe RB12, something like yeah. that at the, at the 2-3 turn. Um, yeah, you're definitely starting him. But, you know, a lot of it, you, you know, before we had all the, all the, before PFF was around, you know, back when I was first started playing fantasy, there, they would talk a lot about like running back carries and touches in the following year. Like there was a, I think it was, I forget what it was. It was like a 320, every running back that had 320 touches the following year, it, you know, they dropped off by 40% and stuff like that. Um, and that might be a Josh Jacobs signature, man. They just beat him in the ground so bad last year that, yeah, he's, he's healthy and he's active, but he just doesn't have what he used to have because they, they beat him up so bad. So, and you know, it's the Raiders too. Their offense stinks. Their quarterbacks have been in and out. So, um, but you're still starting him. He's an RB two. Is it, is his, uh, fifth year Jacobs? Uh, they just signed him, right? Or they, signed him, franchise yeah. tag, and then eventually yeah. signed him. Okay. Jacoby uh, Myers is the cool story there. I mean, he's yes. the guy who comes over from New England and he looks he looks incredible and he's heavily involved 
I mean, it's not good news for Devontae Adams, but for the Jacoby Myers teams, it's 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 great. Quarterback an issue there, of course. Yeah. Uh, Chargers. Josh Palmer is happening. I mean, I wouldn't even say he was that hotly debated in the summer. Most people just dismissed Josh Palmer. Not that good at football than Quentin Johnston, but if you went there on Palmer, good for you. Yeah, Quentin Johnston, 69% route participation. You know, he's not earning targets. 13% targets. I said coming out of the bye, if he doesn't get heavily involved, it's probably over for him this year. And people, oh, it's too early. And I'm like, no, nah, I just he might just not be that 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 good, or he's a developmental receiver, and it's not going to happen for him this year. Palmer looks great. Uh, there's something something's off with Herbert. Um, I, I wrote a start set article um, last week, and I and I had I had Herbert as 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 a sit because it's just he see he seems off, and and again he's just. I mean, he's got enough weapons there. It's just not clicking. He seems to never make the big play when they need it. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't know. His his stats with Big Mike and without Big Mike are night and day. NFC, less than a minute left per team. Tony yes. Pollard, worried? Yes. Why? What, what happened? Is he just a year older? All the workload is too much? I, I mean, I don't have an answer to what happened but i just know that it's just it's just not working and their old line's good like their pff grade is good it's just not clicking there now they might come out of the bye week and say hey we're going to establish it now and start doing you know deck under center more running the ball that way but if i took him at the one two turn i'm freaking pissed and i'm not excited right giants good game for darren waller giants jets sunday maybe daniel jones back maybe it shouldn't matter jalen hyatt is trending up Hyatt trending up. Maybe we don't want Daniel Jones back. Like maybe like Tyrod Taylor, Saquon Barkley's hitting, Waller's hitting, like Hyatt's, you know, starting to trend up. He scored, I think, like, what, nine or ten fantasy points last week? Like, Two for 75. Yeah, there you go. So maybe just we just want Tyrod Taylor in there. Philadelphia, not much here. Cruising. I mean, every everything is going well. Devontae Smith, a little bit of – little bit of bouncing around but um god or two i'm not worried about anything with philadelphia yeah you're starting all, all your eagles washington i think the most interesting name is maybe chris rodriguez yeah that's your guy it, yes you continue to sort of force him into uh touches i mean it's just like such a depressingly inept organization and uh and coaching staff. Like, I don't know what to do with Washington except for ex- expecting Sam Hall to get sacked all the time. But Rodriguez is a thing that makes me just, even Brian Robinson, just not want to be on. He's an interesting name for a stash. Yes, interesting name for a stash for sure. I mean, he's, I mean, there's no reason to give him touches. He saw 39% of the carries last, last week, but there's no reason to do it, but they're doing it. So you might as well, again, pick him up, stash him. Maybe, maybe they like him. Um, and listen, this was a guy you probably are have a ton of him in best ball. You probably root for him. This was one of your guys in the offseason. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it's a mess there. The Bulldog. He's on my Bulldog team. So is Pierre Strong. We're just getting started on that Bulldog team. <laughs> right. Rise from the dead. Need That's a play, cool. though. You're like a guy like that, you're just sort of waiting for one play. There are lots of these running backs the last few years where you sort of like, it sounds right, feels right. Are they going to get a chance? Then they do. You need a play. You need something right. to latch on to. Even like, not the best example, but Ty Chandler last night has that catch from Addison. Yeah. It's stupidly called back by the ghost refs. The meaningless. Yeah. this about football now. But at least you had a sort of a moment 
there, which, you know, coaches can remember like, well, he did this. Yeah. And so need that from Rodriguez, Chicago learned a lesson on Deontay Foreman, you know, the terrible outcome the week before it's easy to forget about a guy like that. If you didn't forget, you were rewarded huge game last week. Yeah. I have a little bit of Devante Foreman or Deontay Foreman, man. I'm just, and all, every time I see Foreman carry the ball, I think, man, what would Roshan Johnson do? I just, yeah. I'm such a Roshan Johnson guy. And to have the opportunity ripped from him now, if he finally comes back from this concussion this week, I don't think Foreman's going anywhere. I think he's just going to disappear. But I mean, now it's going to be tough because you got two guys there. What do you do? If I've got Roshan and I'm desperate, I'm starting him and hoping that he gets the bulk of the bulk of the carries. Detroit Gibbs, I mean, ended up huge. There's the jersey. Garbage time, though. Like that was yeah. just a gar- garbage time delight for Gibbs and St. Brown. Uh, what do you think about Gibbs as a you know, how startable is he? Is he like 100% or less than that if Montgomery misses again? Oh, I definitely think he's, I mean, garbage time started in like the second quarter in this game because it was True. such, it was such a, such a blowout, but they were, he looked good running between the tackles. He looked good running outside. They were, they were creative in a lot of his targets. I went back and watched every uh, Jameer Gibbs touch. They were creative in some of the screen passes that they were given to him. So it was nice to see some like, Kind of competent coaching there. The game just got off the rails early with Baltimore's offense just being sensational. Um, but listen, Amon Ra gets there. Gibbs got there. And I think I think Montgomery might miss another week. Gibbs another week off of the off of the injury. So um it'll be it'll be nice to see what he does there. But listen, 26 fantasy points or whatever it was, we'll we'll take it. They have the Raiders at home Monday oh, night. Beautiful. Green Bay. What happened to Aaron Jones? That that's another one. They the easing him back, you know, coming off the bye, you know, coming off the bye, he doesn't really just, play. I know. Come on. This, he's old. He's probably old and he just probably isn't. He's he, good. He only played 34% of the snaps, you know. So it's like he, he might be a I don't know, he might be a buy a, a buy low guy, but I still think he looks he doesn't he doesn't look like Zeke did when he fell off a cliff. Like he still looks explosive, you know, but they're well, super cautious with the injuries there in Green Bay. Normally, they don't even play guys that are banged up. And speaking of banged up, Christian Watson now on like the last play of the game or last drive gets, gets banged up with his knee. So we'll see. It's tough to say that, though. Like, he was excellent in the opener, came back, yeah. maybe a setback. You're losing 19-17 to Denver late. Like, this is your season. I know. I know. How is Aaron jo- How is Von Miller on the field? How is Aaron Jones on the field? <laughs> like, these games, late in the game, you got to get the guy out there. They have no one better. Minnesota, just Jordan Addison. I mean, the sort of the lucky touchdown before halftime, but there's your first-round rookie receiver who's really – I mean, Flowers has been fine, and the other guys, well, at least JSN, have potential, but Addison, you got to love where you sit. I had Addison in a, in a main event. Last, I needed 19 from Addison in a main event last night to, to win. I thought – Wow. 25% maybe against the ni- rabid Niners defense. And he comes out and scores. And then right before the half, I said, um, I was uh, I was online playing Call of Duty. AK Slickster was playing Call of Duty online last night. I said, you know, I'd love one more garbage time catch before the half. Just a little something. And bang, he breaks it off to win the game for me. That was nice. But he looks great. The route running is everything everybody expected from him. Hey, man, he might be an alpha one there. We have Je- Jefferson. And the good thing for Jefferson owners is, the team won against the Niners. They might be still relevant here in a couple of weeks, and Jefferson will be back. Right. Uh, Minnesota in week eight. I'm going to find it really quick. At Green Bay. 
There Let's go. go to the NFC South. Bijan Robinson. Can can you go to jail for what <laughs> happened there? Can you go to jail? I mean, even no. If he to- hasn't been in jail yet, he's never going to jail. The coach here. I mean, it's just I, I I'm sure you have a, a very like great Mike Shope take on the sister situation. You normally have a thoughtful. I'm just like, how if he's hurt, how does he get the last carrier of the game to set up for, for a field goal? Like, how is that? I have a headache. My head still hurts, but the coach ran me for no reason on the last play of the game. Like I don't buy any of it. And then they don't report the injury. Like you rolled your eyes at the coach walking out of the huddle and he freaking benched you and nobody knew about it. Like it's so stupid. I hate this coach. I hate the Falcons. He was on the field other times in this yes. game. Too. I was watching into the second quarter and Robinson was split out. So I don't know. I feel like we're all being trolled uh, yes. by, by the Falcons. Correct. You should have to go. You have to, you should have to serve time. <laughs> you, should. you should. Uh, Adam Thielen of the Carolina Panthers is wide receiver five. Where does he finish? I think he finishes. He finishes top 15. Top, top 15, I think. I think he hangs on. Um, I don't, I'm interested to see what they do coming out of the bye with the new, with Frank Reich not, not calling plays. But I'd be surprised if you have a young quarterback with a guy that he was clicking with in the slot and they just stopped, stopped going to him. So we'll see. Carolina uh, off a of bye week, home to Houston and then Indianapolis the next two weeks, then at Chicago. So there are some scoring potential. There is some scoring potential there. Um, New Orleans, Alvin Kamara has 35 catches in four games for 38 yards, I think it is. I'm not sure if that's right. Um, (laughs) Is that for you sort of more, this is what they have to do because what they want to do isn't working, or is this what they want to do? Um. Uh, might be both. Um, uh, uh, there's something wrong. Like Alave was, there was something going on, you know, with that with, with that game. Like Alave stopped running routes. Alave wasn't, you know, oh. I love. I know that. I know your take on that. The ball was eight yards out of bounds, but Alave does run the wrong route, and Carr's frustrated uh, with his, you know, with the game because he stunk. Carr stunk the whole the first three quarters of that game, but. Um, I think we like Waddle. I think we expected more out of Alave. Michael Thomas is getting a touchdown, but uh, I think I like that they're passing to Kamara for them. Like, well, again, why smash him into the line of scrimmage when you can just hey, if we want to run the ball, we'll just pitch it out to Kamara for a little five yarder, seven yarder. Um, but I think that's gonna it's gonna continue, man. You can't. I suggested benching Kamara le- last <laughs> week in my start sit article. He didn't rush for very many yards at all. I wasn't expecting, what, what did he have, 15 catches or something? Like, I wasn't expecting well, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. The thing about that play is Michael Thomas went on Instagram sort of explaining the read progression on that play. Like, the, the ball should have never gone to Alave. So you've got, unless I got duped by a fake account or something like this, but I read, I feel like I'm reading Michael Thomas basically say, you know, the quarterback was at fault on that play and that's not great uh for your team so yeah if again we'll cut it in post if it turns out all of this is sort of a fan doing the talking and not actually michael thomas <laughs> uh i would buy mike evans i know he's 30 and i think mayfield has sort of come back to reality there but he's gonna get his thousand yards we knew it the whole time he's already almost halfway there he's got a thousand yards every year and they're going to be losing. I feel like Evans has had a really good start, and I think it continues. He's had a great start. He's on pace for the second most yards of his, of his career. Hall of Famer Mike Evans 
Good for him. He deserves it. Arizona, Kyler Murray. How much Kyler Murray do you have, and are you actively looking to add more? I don't have a ton, but I've been, the, the ones that I do have been adding here kind of slowly. That's This is a guy that, like, if you're 6-1, and one, he's on waivers, go grab him because if he's the guy there late in the season, James Conner comes back, the, the team looks better than we thought. Um, let's, let's, let's let Kyler Murray loose on a team. If you, if you're, if you have some average receivers or I'm sorry, some average quarterbacks and you're kind of struggling there. There is a chance that that works out. Um, I like picking them up Rams. The Rams question is the running the backfield, you know, with Henderson and Freeman, uh, moving in Zach Evans turned out to be a bust. And do you want to cut Zach Evans a and B? I still think miles Gaskin could be the right answer. Um, I Okay. Um, I don't ever cut running backs, but if I'm, I mean, he's third right now. When Kyron comes back, he'll be fourth. I'm interested to see why you think Miles Gaskin will be, will be the answer. Well, there's a history with the coach there, and I've always liked this player. And Henderson, okay, well, you know what our plays are. And Freeman, okay, Freeman might have been better than Henderson, but for me, if I'm the Rams, like I lost that game to the Steelers, and I, I still want production there. So I, I think maybe it's plausible that they want to get Gaskin to be, I don't know, could he be the every down back? Well, Williams isn't big either. So right. I don't know. Like the other guys weren't that impressive. They've both sort of proven what their ceiling is and it's low. Gaskin is somebody with, I think, a little bit more hope than that. So those are my reasons. Yeah, my, my only thing on, I mean, Every running back, I think, has been okay there. I mean, Ky- I, my own, I have so much Kyron Williams. Like, I just want him, him to have the job when he gets back. But it's also a good sign. That, like, Henderson put up, what, like, 14 fantasy points splitting the backfield with somebody else. Like, I just think whoever's in the backfield there is going to score points. It's almost like San Francisco or Miami or something. San Francisco, which you mentioned. I don't think anything for fantasy has really changed at all there. I mean, McCaffrey made it through. Um, they've lost a couple games. So, okay, but you kind of know that if Samuel is on the field with McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle, they're not all going to hit their uh, ceiling. Samuel misses this game. Ayuk, better start than overall, but fine. Kittle, excellent. McCaffrey gets there too. I feel like they're still the same. Is Christian McCaffrey? I mean, is Christian McCaffrey the greatest fantasy player of all time? I mean, I mean Jerry Rice might be, but like. The guy just when he's healthy, he's like twenty-five to thirty fantasy points every game. Panthers, Niners. I mean, it just it just doesn't matter. I mean, the guy's coming off an injury. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And then he plays every, like every snap, like every single snap. The guy's incredible. Um, good for him. He's either the greatest fantasy player of all time or Louis is. I'm not sure. I have to think about <laughs> That's that. Right. Uh, the greatest receiver in one game of all time by PFF grade, literally is Jake Bobo. Come 99.9 on. PFF grade, better than any receiver they've ever watched. Oh my God. From this game. I think he is a thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, even when like, again, JSN has a fine day, but like, did Bobo score? Yes. An amazing yeah. catch. Yes. He played Metcalf's position. Right. Smith and Jigba played his usual position, which he got a couple in the first half and then nothing. Yeah. He had a drop too, I think. But yeah, Bobo was like Metcalf. I mean, Bobo's like the Puka Nakua light of the world. Like the guy just, 
He comes in, no one's thinking about him, and now here he is. <laughs> Phil, I mean, that's that's stuff you can't predict when you're drafting JSN. And you're like, man, well, JSN is definitely the third guy. Like, they oh. love throwing to Bobo. They freaking love it. So true. Okay, well, that will be a wrap for week eight in the deep end at Shope Talk at Adam underscore Krautwurst at deep end FF1. I'm on WGR in Buffalo three to seven every weekday, including Bill's pregame on Thursday for Bill's Bucks Thursday night football. I'll also be on the Shipcast with the boys on Thursday night uh, for the second quarter of that game, which will be fun. Nice. Um, Adam, anything you want to mention or uh, no? No, go, go, go Jameer Gibbs, you know, go, uh, everyone keep, keep grinding, keep grinding waivers. Um, have fun out there. Tune into the right people, tune into Shipcast, tune into us, um, tune into my show tomorrow night, full-time fantasy. And that's, yes, there you go. Also the bear would be a good show to tune into. That's an excellent show on Hulu. The bear highly recommend, highly recommend. Check it out. Okay, thanks for listening and watching. Mike and Adam, we'll see you next week. Thanks to the Player Profiler Network for having us as well. This is the Deep End. Good night. See you guys. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible. To ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.